pick up any newspaper, watch cable news channels, surf internet news websites. It's all yesterday's news today. You need tomorrow's news today. You need Trends Vision 2020 now with Gerald Salente. Welcome to Trend Vision 2020, your money and your life. I'm Doug Grunther with the publisher of the Trends Journal and world's leading trend forecaster, Gerald Salenti. Another special podcast this evening. Gerald's going to be leaving the country for a few weeks. He's back May 6th. During that time, we have some special programming for you, including tonight, part two, where we take your questions and get some interesting answers. All right, Gerald, let's get political. Okay. The question is, who's the leader in the Democratic pack? Bernie? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like Bernie, you know, we, we said Beto, and Beto's not going to do it. Uh, and there's the big issue. Beto uh, O'Rourke came out, and he is for open borders, open borders. I want those open borders. <clears throat> open borders is going to be a giant issue in the 2020 presidential reality show, and Bernie's come out against them. He made the quote that he doesn't want open borders, and... Uh, there's too much poverty around the world, too many people coming in. So Bernie's at the, the, the peak right now. Of course, a lot can happen between now and the election in November of 2020. And I want to make a point about that. Back in the day, when I was a young guy, you know, the presidential race between the two candidates in each party, you know what it used to begin? A couple months before? After Labor Day. Mm. They used, that's when they used to kick it off. But now it's the presidential reality show. The last one hasn't ended. So they're just going into this one. So going back to Bernie and what the issues are going to be. Number one, health care. Mm. And Trump loses on that one to Bernie. So Medicare for all. Number two, the economy. Trump's going to win on that one because we believe the Federal Reserve is going to lower interest rates. And that anybody does, that does not think the president has power over the Federal Reserve, you're in a different world. It's all one club. And all you have to do is go back, as I've mentioned before, Richard Nixon, that guy Burns, and uh, Nixon was running for office, told Burns to lower interest rates, and he did. And then Paul Volcker's book, he was the Fed chair under Ronald Reagan, and Volcker says how he's brought into the White House and the library, James Baker, the chief of staff, looked at Volca and said to him with the president sitting next to Baker, you have orders from the president not to raise interest rates before the election, going back to the election of 2020. The economy is the big issue. We believe the economy will still be strong considering they're going to keep dumping in cheap monetary methadone into the system. Also, remember, Trump is in the real estate business. He wants to make a lot of money. He knows real estate goes down when interest rates go up too much. The other issue is trade. This is very interesting. Bernie Sanders came out. He's pro, he, he is now making the tracks along the swing states up in Michigan, over there in Ohio. Pennsylvania, in, in, Wisconsin. Yep. So what is he saying? Trump isn't strong enough on rewriting NAFTA. He's saying Trump should be tougher. This is important. Number one, it's okay when Bernie says it. This is the hypocrisy of the media. And you know me, I'm no fan of either of these mm -hmm. guys. 
But let's call it what it is. When Trump talks about renegotiations of trade, everyone in the media attacks him. When Bernie says it, it's okay. Bernie's going to get not only that, he's going to get the union vote, even though the union vote isn't that big, and he's going to get the votes under $50,000 a year income people. You know, you say the union vote isn't that big, but it still has an influence in those key industrial states that won Trump the election. The same states that voted for Obama that voted for him. A lot of union members in those states. You got it. And that's all it does because <clears throat> when you look at how little Trump won those swing states by. Razor thin. Yeah. So this is very big. So Bernie is right now leading the pack. Now, let's go back. I believe Trump is going to give us a peace treaty with Afghanistan by then and a peace treaty with North Korea. So the issues are going to be the economy, open borders, and trade. It's going to be between, as what does Trump call crazy Bernie? Mm -hmm. Crazy Bernie to uh, out of his mind Trump, the narcissistic president of the United States. That's the way it's shaping up now. All right. Now, you, you brought up the economy, and that favors Trump. But isn't Bernie and other progressive candidates running, and we'll talk about some of the others, um, don't they win on income inequality in this country? No, they could win on it, and it's, a, it's an important point. But how are you going to create jobs? And that's why Bernie's playing the Trump card on this. Bernie promises to create jobs by making the trade agreements more favorable to America. And that's a big one. That's very important, what I just said. He's really playing the Trump card. And none of the other ones are in the Democratic Party. All right. Well, let's talk about some of the others. Um, money has a big influence on this. If you don't raise a lot of money, you don't become president. Uh, Kamala Harris has raised a lot of money. Beto's raised a lot of money. Um, what do you think their chances are? Again, it's, it, we don't see them making it because of this issue on the open borders okay. and trade. Those are going to be it. And as my, you know, the only candidate that I have any respect for is uh, Tulsi Gabbard. Well, it's interesting because the question came in, is there anyone Gerald likes and why? Yeah, that's the only one. And the why is that she is really anti-war. I want to go back to Bernie on this. You know, Bernie came out and he's criticizing President Maduro in Venezuela say he's calling him all kinds of names. You know, Bernie plays the fence on this. He comes out, I voted against the Iraq war. Yeah, but Bernie, you lying little piece of crap, you voted for the Kosovo war. You supported Clinton's murderous times when he was president and bombing Iraq on a daily basis. Bernie would voted against the, an amendment in Congress that was coming up to force the president of the United States, the Congress, to vote to force the, the, the vote of the Afghan war. And rather than that, Bernie put it in the hands of the president. So going back to Tulsi Gabbard, she's the only one that's coming out against the wars and against the military budgets. And another thing also about Bernie is that, you know, he just, he's, he, he'll vacillate back and forth on these issues. And so I'm only going with Tulsi Gabbard on, on it so far. Okay. Uh, let's bring up the Mueller report because... And one more thing, yes, actually. Sure. Well, this ties into the Mueller report. Okay. Bernie, they keep asking him, and this ties directly into the Mueller report, about Assange, Julian Assange. WikiLeaks, right? WikiLeaks. And 
Bernie Sanders refuses to discuss it. Mm -hmm. And this is one of our trends we were talking about, how the United States has ranked lower and lower in press freedom. That's right. The, uh, we, we talked the, the other day about the fact that every year they come out with a very, very respected poll, and uh, we're 48th in press freedom in the world. That's embarrassing. And we just had the biggest decline among all, this, all mm -hmm. the countries. So Bernie refuses. So he's, play, he's a politician. And by the way, tell people, Google up the definition of politician. A person that runs a political office, blah, 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 blah. The second part is a person that's manipulative and devious, <laughs> typically to gain advancement within an organization. Okay. So Tulsi, again, is the only one I like. All right. Now, the Mueller report came out. Uh, a lot of emotion about it, a lot of hand-wringing about it. Let's look at it from the perspective of trends. All right. Now that the Mueller report is out, are there any important trends here? Yeah, the important trend is that if you watch the mainstream news, it's going to make you stupid. <laughs> and that's not a joke. It's a fact. They've been talking about Trump's collusion now going on over three years. Mm -hmm. And they didn't find one shred of evidence that there was collusion. But yet, and that's all you tune on the media now, they're still talking about it. So the other important thing about the Mueller investigation, although they say that Russia did hack, there is absolutely not one shred of evidence that they show. All they are doing is repeating what the intelligence agencies told us. And anybody that believes that they're intelligent, the agencies, <laughs> or they tell you the truth, <clears throat> tune out now. Trend Vision 2020 isn't for you. If you believe the CIA, the FBI, and all of what they say to be the truth, considering their track record of lying to us continually, and all I have to do is go back to the wonderful Iraq war that destroyed a nation, killed about a million people, cost trillions of dollars, based on not one shred of evidence that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction and ties to Al-Qaeda, not one shred of evidence, and then after the war, the war that's still going on, basically, America still has troops there, no one called out for lying to us, and it came from the same agencies that say they have conclusions, they have beliefs, they have assumptions, but we don't have proof, so believe us that Russia hacked into the DNC. So the trend here is still a little bit of censorship 2.0, and, uh, and, and what else? I mean, does this have any consequences for Trump because... There are, here's where it gets a little confusing. Uh, Mueller was never actually given uh, the instructions to find collusion. He wanted, was there Russian hacking? There wasn't much. And B, was there obstruction of justice? And some experts who I know you respect are saying this could get Trump in, in some hot water. Yes. And one of them, a good friend of mine actually, comes up to Kingston to visit me, my paisano, Judge Andrew Napolitano. And uh, he's with Fox News. And again, this is a straight cat, man. He's just, he does, nobody could buy this guy out or tell him what to say. Mm -hmm. And here's his quote. This is the headline now. Fox News, Andrew Napolitano says, Mueller report, quote, might be enough to prosecute Trump. And he goes, Fox News, senior judicial analyst, Judge Andrew Napolitano, took a sharply critical view of President Trump after the release of the Mueller report on Thursday, saying that the evidence in the report quote, might be enough to prosecute, end quote him, 
that even if not, there was abundant evidence that Trump has behaved in a less than presidential manner. Quote, depending on how you look at them, there might be enough to prosecute, but the attorney general has to decide. It's not enough to prosecute, Napolitano said. Quote, but it did show a venal, amoral, deceptive Donald Trump instructing his aides to lie and willingly to help them do so. So here's the question that's that not, I'd like to ask you. That's Does a, this have any effect from, as a trend? Well, here, let me finish. That's not good in the president of the United States. That's his quote. On destruction of justice, the president is not exactly cleared. So does this have a trend implication? Yes, because what it will do, it will keep dividing the nation. It will stop people from getting important information that will help them learn about the current events forming future trends if they continue to tune in to the mainstream media. And will it have any effect on the United States if Trump is out of office? The only negative effect it would be is probably on the equity markets. Because if Trump is out of office, then you won't see lower interest rates. But having said that, they will not be able to impeach Trump. Right. Because the Republicans are not going to give him a majority in the Senate to impeach him. So all this is going to do, it's going to cause more divisiveness in the United States, and it'll show more and more of who Trump is, and everybody knew who he was before he got there. All right, so how do you see this whole thing shaping up? In other words, short of a wild card, uh, we know now that a trend we've been following closely here is that in 2020, millennials will be the largest voting bloc. The question is, will they come out and vote? The, uh, half of them don't even believe in capitalism anymore. They're really upset over what they consider is a rigged economy. Um, how do you see this whole thing playing out? They're going to come out and vote for Bernie. You know, there's no question about it in my mind. And um, again, again, seeing how the debates play out, there's a lot in the, in the future of it. But, you know, we were the first magazine to call Trump a winner in May of 2016, mm -hmm. while everyone said he was going to lose. So right now, we're, you know, again, we, we change because trends change. And that's why, as I always say, no one could predict the future. And, we, you know, I didn't know that Beto O'Rourke would say, open the borders, open the borders. So that changed our forecast. Again, I didn't know that the Federal Reserve was going to change their stance on what they promised they were going to do. So it changes our forecast. So going back to the presidential reality show, you know, there are just too many wild cards out there to predict it this early. But what we're learning from your method of doing trends, which is at the heart of this broadcast, it's, it's not so much predicting the future as knowing where to look to see where we are now and how it's going to have an effect going forward. And so where do you look to find it? Well, you, first of all, you go to the Trends Journal and find out about history before it happens, and you can subscribe at Trends Journal at TrendsJournal.com. Email TrendsJournal at TrendsJournal.com and read history before it happens. Um, Gerald, uh, I know you're going away for a couple of weeks. You're back May 6th. Um, in that time, what would you like to leave us with? 
Well, again, stay tuned to go on and, and look at what's going on around the world. And you could do that with the internet. You know, go to FARS News Agency, see what the Iranians are saying. You know, go to, go to Al Jazeera, see what the Arab part of the world is saying. Go to China today. Go to Japan, Japanese news. Travel around the world on the internet. Because if you're going to be tuning in again, as I say, to American mainstream media, it's going to dumb you down. They're not putting out the facts that are going to help you. And also, watch oil prices very closely in the time that I'm gone. That's going to be really a kicker in this whole economic meltdown should it happen. And again, don't buy the propaganda. Look for the facts. And as you know, the motto of the Trends Journal, think for yourself. And what, you see, what I'm getting from you as you say that is to be aware, to be informed, we have to really be global citizens. Yes, and not only that, as I mentioned, if you read the Mueller report, there's no evidence. There's no evidence of Russian collusion. But yet they're going to keep selling that. And by the way, you asked before, Bernie will be selling it too. He still is saying that Russia has hacked into our elections. All right. That's all the time we have for tonight. We'll have some more special material for you, special podcasts coming up. So do stay tuned to Trend Vision 2020.